see the Son of God, see his face. You know, you got your Bibles tonight. Turn the book of Acts, chapter number 8. While y'all are turning there, I just want to I just want to say thank God for how he's brought me through this year. You know, there's been times where I didn't think I was going to make it. There's been times where I've, to be honest, just want to give up. But he's brought me through it, and I want to thank him for that. Acts chapter 8, we'll start in verse number 1. And Saul was consenting unto his death. And at that time there was a great persecution against the church which was at Jerusalem. And they were all scattered abroad throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria except the apostles. And, and devout men carried Stephen to his burial and made a great lamentation over him. As for Saul, he made havoc of the church, entering into every house and hailing men and women, committing them to prison. So Stephen was one of the first deacons mentioned in the Bible and one of the first martyrs. Thanks to Brother Troy telling me that today. Um, and uh, pretty much they stoned him to death, pretty much because he was out preaching the gospel, telling people, you know, they're wrong, they're living in sin, and they need to get right or they're going to go to hell. And, of course, they didn't like that, so they stoned him to death. And you got Saul here. He, he gives them full consent, pretty much. He just tells them, he, he just lets them go on stoning them, go on, you know, let them kill them. He doesn't care. I'm sure maybe after he was probably dead, he might have said, all right, that's enough. But he just let them, let them be and just let them persecute and kill uh, Stephen. And then after that, uh, Saul continued to persecute other churches and other Christians and continued to go out and uh, put, put Christians in prison. You see, that's how it is today. This world will get mad at, at the gospel that you preach because they're living in sin. They'll get mad and want to put you down and tell you that you're wrong when they're really the ones wrong. They're the ones living in sin. Turn to Acts chapter number 9. Verse number one, and Saul yet breathing out threat, threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord went unto the high priest and desired of him letters to Damascus to the synagogues that if he found any of this way, whether they were men or women, he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus and suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven. And he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? Who here remembers when they heard that voice tonight? I know I remember when I heard that voice called to me. I'm so glad that Jesus Christ came to me on October the 18th, 2022, called that voice out to me. I just want to thank him for that, you know. You know reading verse number, verse number 5, he said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou, persecu whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. You know, there might be someone here tonight that hears the voice, but they might be pushing it away. They might be kicking against it. Is that you tonight? Is that you? Has God been calling on you? Maybe, maybe God's been calling on you, and that voice been calling out to you. Maybe start reading your Bible more. Come on. Maybe that voice been calling out to you. Maybe start to preach, right. or sing a song for him, or maybe testify more, or tell people about him more. I, I think in 2024, Calvary Baptist Church, we ought to go into 2024 obeying that voice and listening to what that voice has for us. You know, I don't think we should push away that voice because if it wasn't for that voice, I'd be on my way to hell. Brother Tracy, where would you be at if it wasn't for that voice? Where would you be at if that wasn't that voice? Where'd you be at? I just want to thank him for that voice. You know, verse number, verse number six says, And he trembled and astonished and said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. And the men which journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no man. And Saul arose from the earth, and when his eyes were opened, he saw no man, but they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. And he was three days without sight, and neither did eat nor drink. You see, 
this is what Saul, see, this is what happens when Saul ran away from the voice. You know, he continued to persecute Christians and stay away from pretty much just kill Christians to persecute them. And God is like, all right, you want to continue to run away from me? I want to continue to push my hand off your life? And give me your vision. Give me your sight. What, what, what is it going to take for God to get a hold of you? What is it going to take for you to finally listen to that voice and answer that call and God wants to be put in your life? What's it going to take for you to finally walk down that path God wants you to go down? Verse number 10. And there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. Ananias. And to him said the Lord in a vision, Ananias. And he said, Behold, I am here, Lord. Sometimes we need to be ready to say, Behold, Lord, I'm here. Sometimes we need to tell, be able to say, Lord, I'm here if you need me. We need to be ready when the Lord needs us. And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into into the street which is called Straight and inquire in the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarshish for behold he prayeth and he saith seen, he hath seen in a vision a man named Ananias coming and putting his hand on him that he might receive his sight you know maybe you are listening to that voice maybe you are seeking God and calling out to him tonight and, you know and God hears your prayers you know it says right here for behold he prayeth you know God heard that prayer and God's about to send him Ananias you know, if you keep on praying, you keep on seeking God, and keep on walking for Him, that Ananias might be waiting for you right around the corner. If you just keep going for God in 2024, Calvary Baptist Church, if you keep following Him, that Ananias could come like that. Verse number, verse number 13. Then Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard by many of this man how much evil he hath done to thy saints at Jerusalem. And here he hath authority from the chief priests to bind all that call on thy name. You know, maybe you might be like Ananias here. I'm sure Ananias might have been scared because he's heard of Saul. Saul was such an evil man, he's even heard of it. Maybe God might be telling you tonight to do something and you might be scared to do it. But sometimes it takes that walk of faith, that step of faith to do what he wants you to do. Sometimes it takes that, that courage and sometimes you need to be bold for Christ. Amen. And this is verse 15. But the Lord said unto him, Go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. For I will shew him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. And Ananias went his way and entered into the house, and putting his hand on him, said, Brother Saul, the Lord, even Jesus, came as hath sent me, that thou mightest receive thy sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. And listen to this right here. And immediately there fell from his eyes, that it had been scales, and received sight, for with and arose and was baptized. Immediately. If there's something that happens through Jesus Christ, immediately it will change. You, know, you didn't have to go to no AA meetings for alcohol. Um, Dad, you didn't have to go to no AA meetings with the drugs. And I'm sure and none of y'all had to go through things. Immediately God changed y'all's life. Immediately when you listen to that voice, He will bring you through it. He will answer the prayer for you. He might, you might be praying for a lost loved one. You never know. If you keep praying for them, they might get saved. If you just listen to that voice, God might do something. God will do something immediately. That's right. Verse number 19. And when he had received me, he was strengthened. Then was Saul certain days. Then was Saul certain days with the disciples which were at Damascus. And straightway he preached Christ in the synagogues that he is the Son of God. You see, if Saul wouldn't have, well, I believe if Saul wouldn't have uh, answered or listened to that voice of God, he, God would have just left him without sight. You know, if Saul, Saul, 
The Bible says, if any man be through Christ, he's a new creature. Old things pass away. Behold, all things become new. Because God or Saul listened to that, that voice, God changed him. Now he's over here preaching and writing books of the Bible. He's over here telling other churches how they should live their lives. If you listen to that voice, there's no telling the impact God might have on your life. You know, God probably has something miraculous in store for you, Wyatt. He could have you to be a preacher one day. Baden, he could have you go into playing the guitar around America. And all you other ones who sing and preach, he could have y'all do something y'all might not know about. But And y'all who don't have, haven't done nothing yet. If y'all just listen to that voice, God, there's no telling what God can do with you. In Calvary Baptist Church, I put a charge on your life today, or tonight, that in 2024, you go in strong for him, worshiping him, and you go in listening to that voice and obeying what he has you to do. You know, maybe you might be scared like Anais was here. You might not know what that voice may want you to do. You might not know what it may hold, what he wants you to do. But just go on with God. Have courage. But take that step of faith. He says in Hebrews 11.1, 1, faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. We might not see what God might want us to do, but God will bring us through it. If you just listen to that voice. Rejoice not against me, O my enemy, when I fall, I shall rise. When I sit down in darkness, the Lord shall be, in, be a light unto me. I will bear in, in, indignation of the Lord, and I, because I have sinned against him, until I plead my cause and execute judgment for me, when he shall bring forth the light, too I shall behold his righteousness. Now turn to Acts, I mean, Romans, chapter 6, that's number 4. Therefore, was we were... We are buried with him my baptism. Sorry. Therefore we are buried. Therefore we are buried with him my, by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised from the dead by glo the glory of the Father, even so we also walk in the newness of life. I was a new creature by the blood of the Jesus right. by the blood of Jesus Christ. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be here standing here today right. and telling you about the Lord. And it says in um, Psalms chapter 119, verse 100, uh, 105, um, the Lord is a light unto my path. Amen. If it wasn't for Jesus, bring me out of darkness and 
be bringing me into the light. I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be a new creature. Right. I wouldn't be preaching up here for you, telling you about the Lord. Amen. And Ben, did he? Ben, wasn't he wasn't saved by um, repeating a prayer? Right, tell us right here it says that he was. We were born again by glory of the Father. We don't have to, there's no, no other way to go down the road of the glory. There's only one way, one That's Jesus, right. one Father, one Holy Ghost. That's right. I wasn't born again by repeating prayer, signing a card. I was a new, I was a new creature by the blood of Jesus Christ. In 2024, we could be a, uh, we could, um, Tell people about Jesus. We could That's invite right. them to church. Be a light to those who, uh, who need Jesus. on dangerous level right there. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. I am glad to be here tonight. As it's already been said more times than we really should even have to count, I'm glad I'm here instead of somewhere else right now. I'm glad I'm here then and I wouldn't I wouldn't trade this for the best fun I could have out there. I'd rather be in the house of God. Hallelujah. Anyways with have your Bibles, and I'll use my Sunday school line, and you should. Psalm number 11. I've, I've been meditating on this psalm for just a short little while. I remember looking at it back when I was a younger Christian because there was a verse in here that just really drew my attention. And if y'all want to remember anything when you pray for me, remember that... If you've ever heard the old saying, new level, new devil, I can guarantee you the closer you walk to God and the more that you walk with God and the closer you walk to God and the more you know about God and the more you do for God, the stronger the fight's going to get. It's not, you're not going to get to a point where you get strong and everything gets easy. It's, it's like we, we, we ask for the comfort of God and he gives you enough comfort for the tribulation you're going through. He doesn't give you enough comfort so you can be laying down on the sofa all the time. But for the tribulation you're going through, he gives you enough comfort. But if, you, if the, the strength that you have, you're, you're going to face things in your life that's going to come your way. But here's the thing. Those that are strong in the meat of the word of God, those that are strong, you have your senses exercised to discern good and evil and you ought to be using the, the growth that God gives you. And that's my main thing for 2024. I want, to, I want to grow more for the Lord. I want to do more for the God. I, I want to learn more about his word. I, I, feel, I feel like as I've, as I've started to, to see more and more 
of these like new level, new devil things, I feel like I'm once again a novice in God's word. I don't ever want to get to the point where, where somebody jokingly called me the other day that I'm a, a Bible scholar. I don't remember who it was, but it, I, I, was like, I was like, don't call me a scholar or a student because a scholar always stops studying. Hallelujah. I always want to be a student. I always want to be learning more. I always want to draw closer to him. But in the book of Psalms, this, this text has, has, has my heart and it has my attention, and, and I'm just, I'm just going to preach the way the Lord's given this to me. It's just going to be real simple. I might not preach long. I was waiting for an amen on that one. Hallelujah. I mean, I mean I've got two pages of paper. I've got note cards. I've got everything. I could, I could be up here for a little while, but hallelujah. Psalm number 11, verse 1. In the Lord put I my trust. That's a great place to start right there. In the Lord put I my trust. How say ye? Here's a question. The same man who just said, I put my trust in the Lord. Here's a question from that same man. How say ye to my soul, flee as a bird to your mountain? For lo, the wicked bend their bow. They make ready their arrow upon the string they, that they may privily shoot at the upright of heart. A little, little word, a word of um, mention here for those who love your Bible. Whenever you see privily, look for Satan. Because that serpent was more subtle than any of the beasts of the fields. When you see privily and secretly, look for Satan because you're going to find him in there. That they may privily shoot at the upright of heart. If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? And that's where my, my thoughts are going to come from this evening. If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Let's talk about the foundations. In, in this psalm right here, in this psalm of David, this short little psalm, you see him being pressed by his friends to flee, to run, to get on out of here. Well, when you, when you read the, 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 the way this psalm is taken, you see some things that start to jump out. In verse 1, before anything is said, in before anything is said, he says, in the Lord I put I my trust. In the Lord put I my trust. And he has these friends of his that are telling him that he needs to get on out of here with the situation that's going on. Now, if we're going to look at these foundations, first, we've got to know what a foundation is. If you've ever worked on houses, you know what a foundation is. We're not going to say anything new there. But a foundation is the basis or groundwork or anything that on which anything stands and by which it is supported. The 1828 goes on to give a definition. A free government is established by the people and the foundation is the people. And it says the church, its foundation is Christ. Our foundation is Jesus Christ. His blood, his sacrifice, he made the way. He bought the church with his own blood, according to Acts chapter number 20. Take a JW there one day, have him wriggling worm all over the place where it says God bought it. Hallelujah. But foundation is what everything stands upon. This building would not stand without a foundation. The house you go to, unless it's a, they, they're no longer called trailers or mobile homes, a manufactured home, the politically correct. Oh, if you go home to a house, there's a foundation under it. You cannot have a house without a foundation. 
You cannot have a state, you cannot have a Bible believing faith without a foundation. You cannot understand why we do what we do without knowing the foundation, what we stand upon. And let me just give it to you real quick like we stand on the Word of God reverently. We don't put our feet on it, we stand here. This King James Bible is our foundation. If it, say, if it says something, we do it. If it says it's wrong, we don't do it. If it says it's right, we try to do as much as we can. Hallelujah. That's our foundation right here. This psalm is a very unique, it's a very precious little song. And I, I have a little, a little book that I have access to that was written by a man by the name of Charles Spurgeon, who everybody the world over has heard of. He has a book called The Treasury of David. It's one of the best books you can find on the Psalms and the other history of David. If you look at the Psalms that David write, you want to get a hold of that book. It says here, Charles Simeon gives an excellent summary of this Psalm, Psalm number 11, in the following sentences. The Psalms are a rich repository of experimental knowledge. David at the different periods of his life, was placed in almost every situation in which a believer, whether rich or poor, can be placed. So when we read the Psalms, we need to say, this is more than just songs. We need to say, hey, you know what? I'm going through this. David probably went through it. I'm going through this. I've got this trial, this affliction, this thing working against me. David probably went through it. You, you want to know how to handle some things that come to your life? Go through the book of Psalms. You'll see David had this right here where he had well-meaning friends, I'm sure, say you ought to get out of town. In these heavenly compositions, he delineates all the workings of the heart. You see him go through his joys, his sorrows, his, his, his gloom, his doom, his, his sufferings, all the things. He, he introduces to the sentiments and conduct of the various persons who are accessory either to his troubles or his joys and thus sets before us a compendium of all that is passing in the hearts of men throughout the world. When he penned this psalm, he was under persecution for Saul who sought his life and hunted him as a partridge upon the mountains, 1 Samuel 26. His timid friends were alarmed for his safety and recommended him to flee to some mountain where he had a hiding place and thus to conceal himself from the rage of Saul. But David, being strong in faith, spurned the idea of resorting to any such chicken-hearted expedients and determined confidently to repose his trust in God. He said, I'm not going to run. I'm not going to back down. I'm not going to say goodbye. I'm not going to step away. I know my God is bigger than this. He is able, he is able, he is able to do. To assist us to remember this short but sweet song, we will give it the name of the Song of the Steadfast. Hallelujah. And you see how he's, he's told, hey, you need to get out of town. You need to leave. You need to do all these things, David, because Saul's coming after you. And even, even hollers at Saul from across the mountain one time saying, hey, why are you following me? I'm nothing but a dead dog. I'm a flea. I, I'm not even worth your time. If, if I have done wrong, tell me. I'll make it right. But otherwise, you've got wicked men telling you to come after me. That's what David said to him. It is generally believed this psalm is taken around 1 Samuel 26. I've got, I've got a long introduction and a short little message. Hallelujah. Verse 1, in the Lord put I my trust. David is told by his friends that he needs to flee. David reminds them before answering who he has trusted. 
before he even starts to deal with what his friend said, he says, in the Lord put I my trust. And this ain't the only time. Psalm 7 verse 1 says, O Lord my God, in thee do I put my trust. Psalm 16.1 says, Preserve me, O God, for in thee do I put my trust. Hallelujah. Psalm 25, verse 20. Oh, keep my soul and deliver me. Let me not be ashamed, for I put my trust in thee. Hallelujah. Psalm 31, verse 1 says, In thee, O Lord, do I put my trust. Let me never be ashamed. Deliver me in thy righteousness. David knew something about trusting God. David knew how to trust God. David had seen God come through on time and time again. I mean, as a little shepherd's boy, he saw God deliver a lion and a bear into his hands. Who wants to go fight one of them? I mean, if you raise your hand, you are about half insane. Friend, I'm telling you, I don't, I don't know anything about trying to fight a lion and a bear. I'd be lunch. And probably half a dinner, as big as I am, glory to God. Hallelujah. But David was told by his friends that he needs to flee. He needs to run. And he reminds his friends, he said, I trust God. In this upcoming year, I guarantee you, I absolutely guarantee you, there is going to be probably somebody that's going to say, hey, why are you that faithful? Why do you live the way you live? You don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. Why, you can, just, you can just take it easy. You fought a hard battle. You fought some heavy battles. You fought hard things. You have went through so much. Take it easy. Back off when you preach. Back off from living right. Back off your kids leading them. Back off church doing everything that you can do for them. Back off of serving God. And what you need to do is you need to say this, hey, the same God that saved me is the same God that'll keep me, he'll satisfy me, and he'll see me through. I, there ain't no room for to, to, to tuck tail and run. There, there's time for this. March on. Hallelujah. Verse 2. It says, for lo, the wicked bend their bow. They make red of their arrow upon the string that they may privily shoot at the upright of heart. Look at how dire this situation is. Their friends are literally saying, David, he's got you in their sights right now. You don't know when Saul might have somebody around that next corner that's going to take a little knife and go up your side right there. You don't know when that's going to happen. It's bad, David. You need to back off. Anybody looked out there recently? Anybody? I'm, I'm telling you right now, it is getting scary out there. It is just getting downright scary. I have some personal thoughts about it out there, but I'm not going to share them right now. But friend, I want to tell you, it's getting dark. It's getting hard out there to witness. You used to, I hear all the stories of all the old preachers. Back in the 40s and 50s, you witness somebody, you tell them they're lost, they're like, I know. Now you have to have about a 30-minute conversation 10 times before you can even get them to think about coming to church. Everybody's self-righteous. Everybody does not believe they need a Savior. Everybody does not believe that Jesus Christ was real. Everybody does not believe that they need this. This ground is hard that we are plowing in. I was reading something earlier. You're all going to laugh at me. I came from the country, but I didn't always do all the country things. I looked up what is a good benefit of tilling hard soil. Because it's hard out there. I'm telling you, I've been witnessing to one guy off and on almost this entire year. It's going to be hard. 
Not only that, but he's got a, he's, he lives about as far away as where I work. So me trying to get him to church, that's going to take some work. That's going to take some prayer. That's going to take the Holy Ghost. But I, I remember hearing stories of preachers. You, you used to be able to go in like a McDonald's. You open up your Bible sitting at the table at McDonald's, you'd have people come and sit down and talk to you about the Word of God. That ground is hard. It's full of nutrients. You treat it right, you can, you can see what God will do. Hey, I'm telling you something, friend. I, I didn't even really truly ever believe I'd ever get saved after I started looking at the back of the fact that all these people got saved in the 60s and the 70s and the 80s, and here it is, 2011, I get saved. I'm like, how in the world did he ever find me? I mean, I, mean, I think I was probably, my, my hand was just right above the muck and mire, about to go under for the last time, and he reached down and pulled me out. Hallelujah. But this situation, it is dire. It is absolutely dire. And what we've got to look at is there are wicked in these days. For lo, the wicked bend their bow. They're waiting any moment you to mess up. I am telling you now, if it has not been true before, and it has, it's even more true now. You can make one little mistake, and somebody will use that mistake to ride a train straight to hell. Oh, you said you were a Christian. I heard that time you slipped yesterday. They'll take that excuse straight to the pit of hell and say, you know what, I'm justified in doing it. I'm telling you something right now. There are people who are watching and waiting for you to fall right now so they can just say, yep. See that? I knew that guy was a fraud. Yeah, you see that? See that? He said he's such a big holy Christian. He got saved out of muck and mire, and he don't do those things anymore. Look at that right there. Social media ain't helping anything too much. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It's dark out there, but there are wicked that are all around. The wicked bend their bow. Let me tell you something, friend. If somebody can tell me that I did something wrong and it be right that I did something wrong, I need to repent. But there are those out there right now they would absolutely do anything they can to discredit your entire testimony. They would do anything they can to discredit everything that you believe in because they are wicked. I'm telling you, not everybody who has this kind of like false humility about them is seeking your best interest. Oh, well, you know what? You, yeah, well, we'll just do this. And they make a lot of words and not much sense. For lo, the wicked bend their bow. Proverbs 12, 6 says, The words of the wicked are to lie and wait for blood, but the mouth of the upright shall deliver them. Let me tell you something, friend. Everyone who's under my age or around my age and everything under, if we don't get it together, I'm just being real right here. I'm not saying we don't have it together, but if we don't get it together, we're not going to have old-fashioned church anymore. I'm telling you something, friend. There have been those that have labored for years and years and years to defend and stand for biblical truth. If we don't get something about us that says, you know what, the King James Bible is right, and more than just saying it, if I say the King James Bible is right, and it is, but if I live an NIV life, I might as well not have a King James Bible. I would rather, it would rather be better for me to not say, do this, do that, and me not do it. 
We look at that, that passage in Romans chapter number 2 where it actually puts into context Matthew chapter number 7. said, you bring condemnation on yourself if you do the very same things you preach against. If I preach against something and then I do it, woe is me. Woe is me. I'm telling you something. I, that is the quickest way you can lose the hand of God on your life. You get up here and say, oh, you ought not drink, you ought not smoke, you ought not cuss, anything like that. And two days later, you're doing all three of those. Go ahead and say goodbye to the land of the Lord until you repent. Friend, it's a hard, hard day, and there's wicked everywhere. We need the power of God. We need the power of God. The wicked, Proverbs 21, verse 10 says, The soul of the wicked desireth evil. His neighbor findeth no favor in his eye. There are those that would absolutely love to watch you fall. And that's sad. But in verse 2, we see that. But in verse 3, this is actually the end of their question right here. If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? They're saying, David, Saul's gone lost his mind. He's, he's absolutely corrupt. He's not called by God anymore. He's lost the anointing touch of God on his life. You're the king. Why are we in a cave? You're the king. What's going on here? Saul has lost his mind. He has got everything out of line. He stepped into the priest's office. He's consulting a witch at Endor. He's doing all these things. What are we going to do, David? If that foundation's gone, what can we do? The right answer, what cannot we do? Yes, that world out there has gone crazy. Yes, that world out there has gone absolutely insane. Yes, that world out there will eat you up and spit you out. But let's remind us of something. With a sling and a stone, David has smitten a giant before whom the whole host of Israel were trembling. And the Lord who delivered him from the uncircumcised Philistine could surely deliver him from King Saul and his Myrmidons. There is no such word as impossibility in the language of faith. That martial grace knows how to fight and conquer, but she knows not how to flee. I'm telling you this right now. Just because it's dark out there, have we not seen people saved this year? Oh, no, it, no, it's too dark. They, they, no, we didn't see anybody get saved. Come on now. Come on now, talk back to me right now. Did we not see people get saved this year? So let me tell you something. God's not dead. He's still on his throne. He ain't given up. He ain't said, you know what, it's 2023, it's almost 2024, I'll just pull my hands back. You know what, it's just useless, it's hopeless. One day he's going to say, okay, that's it, come on up. But that ain't today. It could be by the time this, this day is over. But we are still here for such a time as this. So I got a short little message now. Nice little introduction, I've got a short little message. What can we do? We know this right now. If you've even looked outside, you don't even have to turn on TV anymore. You know that out there it's absolutely gone chaotic. But that's the world. Our foundation is not the world. Our foundation is the scriptures. And last time I checked, they haven't changed. I, I, didn't, I didn't wake up in the middle of the night and there was this magic pen floating in the air saying, oh, we gotta change that now. Oh, man, did you see what they did in Washington? we got to change that now. I ain't seen that. Every time I've opened this up and read it, it's still the same. Right. Our foundation hasn't changed. Our foundation hasn't moved. Theirs has. Theirs absolutely has. 
So what can we do? We can rest in an unmovable foundation. Our foundation is not of this world. We are not of this world. This is not our home. We are pilgrims passing through. Our God is alive. I'm telling you, you look at that psalm real carefully. Five times you have L-O-R-D, all capitals. Five times, the number of grace. Five times, capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. That's Jehovah. That is the existing one. That is simply the one who simply says, I'm still here. I'm still alive. I've still got my power. I'm still on the throne. I have not changed. I am still God. I am, I'm still the one that in the beginning created the heavens and the earth. I am the one that in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God. All things were made by Him and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life and that life was the light of men and that light shineth in darkness and the darkness comprehendeth not but as many as received Him gave Him power to become the sons of God and those that just called upon His name and friend John said it Behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sins of the world until 2023. Wait. Behold the Lamb of God who taketh away the sins of the world until December 31st, 2023. He didn't put a point on that. Behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sins of the world. Everyone out there has a Savior. His name is Jesus. Has, the, has everyone trusted him? Absolutely not. Friend, I'm telling you right now, Buddha isn't a savior. Muhammad isn't a savior. Confucius isn't a savior. I'm telling you something, all this, all this wackadoo stuff out there, it isn't a savior. Jesus is the savior. He is the savior of all men, especially them that believe. And friend, he hasn't lost one ounce of his power. That blood that washed your sins away can take someone at that school where they don't believe the King James Bible and all that other crazy stuff can wash their sins away too. That blood that washed my sins away March 11, 2011 behind an old stinky, nasty dumpster has still got the same power. He has not changed. Five times you see the Lord God, Jehovah, who gently says, I'm still here. I have not changed. And his foundation cannot be destroyed. 1 Corinthians 3, verse 11 says, For other foundation can no man lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. 2 Timothy 2.19. You want a good verse to go highlight? 2 Timothy 2.19. Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure. Can I comfort you in this? Yes, it's dark. I'll level with you. I'll, I'll come down here with y'all real quick. Yes, it's dark. Yeah, the devil's having a heyday. Yeah, the flesh is having a heyday out there too. And you know what? It's easy to look out there right now and say, you know what? There's no hope. There's just no hope. I mean, they keep on doing all the things they've been doing. doing. There's just no hope. Can I remind you that it's been bad since the days of the apostles? I mean, I mean, when a man who decides he's going to kill a man when Herod took James's life and saw that it made people happy to kill a man, 
He said, oh, well, let me get that guy, Peter, also. When it is a man by the name of Nero who is so insane and wicked, he plays his fiddle as a city burns, friend, it's been pretty bad. When a man and a nation can take those who just simply does not believe in their God and throw them in a coliseum and let the lions consume them alive, it's been bad. But still, God's truth marched on. What we've got to see is this. God is still the same. He's still on his throne. He has not lost one ounce of his power. All those prayer requests you asked for, he can meet them all. All those that we just asked for that are lost, he can touch them all. He can save them all. He, can, he is still mighty. He is still able to save. His foundation cannot be destroyed. In 2024, I want you to do this. Do not put down your King James Bible. I'm telling you now, I, I've seen a lot of people who've offered a lot of reasons why they say they don't believe in this old book. And I've, I've seen a lot of them where I, plenty of times where I'm like, oh, well, you don't believe it because of this? Well, look at this right here. Did you know there are those that will absolutely go to school just to be educated out of this? I know it might not be news to some, but friend, I'm telling you right now, there are those that spend their life educating themselves on why this isn't the Word of God. Their, their studies, their sciences that are so-called. Do not give up this Bible. If you do not understand it, friend, I'm going to tell you this. No one in here fully understands the Word of God. If anybody can say, I know everything there is about the Word of God, friend, they need to find themselves an altar. Because I'm telling you, that person then just said, I am God. His foundation cannot be destroyed. And the other thing I'm going to say we can do is we can build upon that said foundation. Luke chapter number 6, verses 48 and 49 says, He is like a man which built a house and digged deep and laid the foundation on a rock. And when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently upon that house and could not shake it, for it is founded upon a rock. But he that heareth and does this, doeth not, is like a man that without a foundation built a house upon the earth against which the stream did beat vehemently and immediately it fell and the ruin of that house was great. I have watched God pull our family through things I would never want anyone to ever walk through. I have walked through the valley of Baca. It's not a fun valley. I have seen God move in ways that I cannot to this day explain. I have seen God and I have felt his hand upon our family in the darkest times. I have held upon God's hand and had to do what I stood up here and taught in Sunday school. It, it, it begins to get more real to you when those messages and those lessons that you preach and teach start knocking on your door saying, okay, Let's go. I remember back in, I think it was 2019, I taught a lesson. It might have been 2019. might have been near the beginning of 2020. And I, it was a lesson in Sunday school about don't lose your silver. A lot, of, a lot of Bibles sometimes, instead of gold, they have silver on the side. I have one at home. I, I like the way it looks. But that first Peter chapter about that gold that's tried in the fire, you know how they actually get it more pure? They throw silver in there too. 
When you go through the fire, don't put down your silver. When you go through that trial, don't put down your silver. Take a hold of it. It'll walk with you every step of the way. What can we do? We can build and we can rest in that same foundation. Preacher, I'm done. get a call. I sure hope not. I think God's got me on this one. <laughs> Man, I'm telling you, where has 2023 went? We're all the way. It's all. It's done. It's done. I mean, I, I've just looked back and I just can't, I mean, when it was Christmas, I couldn't believe it was already Christmas. I'm telling you, this year has flown by. I'm talking about I turned around and it was over with already. Man, it's so crazy. And I've been, I've been in my Bible really hard this week. I've been praying real hard this week, and I've been trying to get something. And, and, I, and, I, and I just now got something today. <clears throat> but I guess that's why God, God does what he does. He holds back. He wants, he wants you to just keep on, keep on keeping on. If he might have gave me, he might have gave me something back about a week ago. I might have not dug so hard. But I'm telling you, I got to dig, digging about other things, things I got to, got to pull out of my Bible and uh, help some other people with, got to make some phone calls and, and uh, help other people, like I said, and things that weren't for me that I had to dig out of here and uh, <clears throat> things that I had to go through. And uh, I thought I was going to be preaching on fasting, but uh, uh, I think it was that preacher, what was his name, that guy that came here had a plumbing company, what was his name? Anthony, I think he said, he said, he, see, he, see, he hears a lot of people talking about fasting and certain kind of fasts and things, he said, but the only one he sees in his Bible is the one about food. And I mean, I mean fasting is to cover your mouth. So, you know, <clears throat> you can fast all those other ways, but I, I'm telling you, I like food. So it works out for me. <laughs> That's another thing. Like God, God, God wants you to tithe, right? You know, he, know, he don't need your money. He, he, you, you really think he needs anything from you? Absolutely not. He don't even need, he don't need us, but he, 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 we, he finds pleasure in having us to serve him. Man, he did, for, he wants us to choose him and, and that God would just allow us to serve him, to be a vessel, a willing vessel for him. But God don't need your money. God don't, I promise you all, he don't need your money, but he knows that the love of money is the root of all evil. And that's a, that's a way to be obedient. I know that. You know, there's certain things that God has set up, these certain big things that will be big in your spiritual walk. And I know tithing is one of them. Jesus said some things don't come out but through prayer and fasting. He said, why couldn't we cast out these devils? He said, he said because some things only come out through prayer and fasting. And that's the truth. And I've seen them come to pass. I know because I've, I've, I've watched them just by fasting. So <clears throat> I was going to talk about that tonight, but uh, that wasn't it tonight. Uh, I just, uh, uh, sometimes you fast for direction. Sometimes you fast for, uh, for to get closer to God. Sometimes you fast for things to come to pass. But, uh, but that, that's not what I'm talking about tonight. Tonight I want to be in uh, 1 Corinthians 2. Uh, 1 Corinthians 2, verse 6. You know, did you serve God with everything you had in 2033? Or did you sit back and, and was you scared to get out? Was you scared? 
to say something? Was you scared to, to let your light shine? Was you? I mean, I have been. I have, I have missed, completely missed conversations that I beat myself up about and say, why didn't I use what God gave me, a testimony? Why didn't I use what God has put placed in my life to sh- let it shine for them? What, I, that's a missed opportunity. That's a missed soul that I could have won to God. I mean, I mean, have we done all we can do in 2023? It went by so fast. Turned around, it was gone. My goodness, I mean, I, I mean, I'm telling you, the fastest year I've ever had was this year. I don't know why, but God brought blessings in my life this year. God has blessed us this year. I know God's blessed our church this year. Hey, I'm seeing, I'm seeing a lot of happy faces out here. I'm seeing a good crowd tonight. Hey, I, I know I wouldn't be here if I wasn't saved. This wouldn't be, this wouldn't be the place I would be. I remember, I remember waking up some, uh, some New Year's days not remembering what, what happened the night before. I remember waking up bruised and battered. I remember waking up in jail. I remember waking up in, in prison and nights like that sometimes. I mean, I remember not having a desire at all to be, be in church. I know when, I was, when my dad was raising us, we would go, we would find a church that did a watch night service. I ain't saying it was the right church or whatever, but we'd find a church and do watch night. We always prayed in the new year. But I remember getting older and getting away from that and not being, wanting to be any part of that and, and living my life, living my life for the devil living my wife any which way I could besides in church. And I would, I would go to any party there was. I would have any party there was. And this isn't the place that I would be. But, but ever since I got saved, I, I haven't missed a watch night service. Uh, except for that one year, someone got sick. <laughs> that COVID, that dirty dog right there, man. Hey, man, I heard the man of God preach that one time. That COVID revealed the church, didn't it? It just revealed, man, are you going to keep going for God or are you just going to give up when something comes your way? Are you going to draw up close to him or are you just going to push away from him? Are we really going to serve God in 2024? Are we really going to get up close to him? Are we really going to, hey, man, we got family members that are lost. We got friends that we talk to every day. We're face-to-face with friends that you love and care for. And if they were in the hospital, you would go and visit them. If they were in, the, if they were, if they were in any kind of help, need any kind of help, you'd be there for them. But their soul is in help and dire need right now. You got family members that are, that are lost. They maybe think they're saved. Man, that's the hardest ones to win right there, the ones that think they're saved and you know they're lost. I mean, I know I ain't supposed to, I ain't supposed to judge the fruit that they bear, but hey, ain't no fruit. I just don't, Jesus says I judge a tree by the fruit that it bears. If they ain't no fruit, then I don't know what, it, I don't even know what to call it. Something's wrong. Hey, I can't tell a man if he's lost. I can't tell. Hey, but there's no fruit. There ain't no, but I treat them as if they are. I got family members think that they're saved. And I ask them every time, well, hey, let me ask you, how, where's the evidence? Show me something. They'll get mad at you. And why do they get mad? Because they're lost. It's got to be, man. I'm telling you, I, could I do more in 2023? I could have done more for the Lord because the Lord saved me, man. He changed my life, and I owe him my life. Man, I could be dead. I'm telling you, I, would, I, I don't even know if I'd be in prison right now. I, know, I think I'd probably be dead by now. The life I lived, I lived a crazy life, man. I, I walked around with a pistol on me at all times, and I walked around with a lot of drugs and a lot of crazy people, and I lived a crazy, crazy life. It was a horrible life. I had no peace, no hope for the next day, man. I was living miserable, man, and I thank God he saved me and changed my life, put a new desire in me. I'm telling you, I've seen some wicked, wicked things. I've done some wicked, wicked things. I've seen some crazy people in my life. Man, I'm telling you, <clears throat> there's things that, I, that I've seen that I can't even talk about. 
that it should not be talked about. The Bible says they should not be talked about. They stay back there behind me. I forget those things which are behind me. But I'm telling you, that life that I live, that's, that's, just how, that's just what it comes with. You're walking in the kingdom of darkness. You've got things that come with you in the kingdom of darkness. Hatred. People with mean, 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 mean demeanors. Hatred in their heart. You do anything for, for a nickel. Do anything for a dime. Do anything. Seen it. Watched it. And those are the things. Hey, I used to call it, I used to call it, it was uh, being over to see things in my life. I mean, I don't know if God, at first, I don't know if God gave them to me, but being able to see things and watch things that go on, now I used to run to those things. Now I, I use what God gave me to stay away from those things, to keep my family away from those things, to know what's going on when I look and I walk into a room and say, we're not supposed to be here. Come on. What's going on? I can't tell you right now, but this ain't where we're supposed to be. Hey, well, why? My wife sometimes she'll be talking to me. You're not listening. I said, I know I'm watching something right now. I'm just watching something right now. Just, just give me just a second. My mind's somewhere else right now. It needs to be in this right now. God gave us those things, those discernments, those spiritual discernments. I'm telling you, and uh, we each have. I call it, it's a gift. I think it's a gift. I think. But can we do more for Jesus in 2024? Can we do more? Can we do more? It says I, I wrote this down. This is going to be a little different. <clears throat> I couldn't get no notes together, man, so I just started pouring my heart out on this piece of paper, man. <clears throat> Let me see how I'm going to do this. It says, what, we, want, we want the blessings from God, but can't make up our minds if, we're even, if we even want to go all the way with God. Some of our lives begin and end at these benches right here. You come here every day and you get fed. And when, when this time to labor for the Lord, you're out that door. Hey, can we go help? No, I can't. I'm out that door. Real life begins and ends right here at this bench right here. You sit on this bench like, and get fed this good word. You get full and nourished here. And you don't, even, you don't even nourish your family members or your loved ones or your friends. We don't give anything we get from here. Some of us don't, man. Some of us don't even open our mouth to let them know that Jesus loves them. That there's a God out there that cares for them. No, follow, no matter how far you've been, no matter what you've done, he still wants to save you. He still wants you to live a, a life and a life more abundant. No matter what you've done, I don't care. A, a person asked me the other day, they said, they said, they said I, if I drink and I smoke, is that going to get me to hell? I said, absolutely not. Absolutely not. They said, well, what, what, what's going to make me go to hell? I said, what you do with Jesus Christ? You're already going to hell. It's not, it's not like you're choosing, to, oh, well, well, why would God send somebody to hell? You're already on your way to hell. He's just giving you a way out. You're already sinking. You're already going down. That drinking and smoking ain't going to send you to hell. It's if you reject the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what's going to send you to hell. Well, if I get saved, do I got to act right? Well... You're going to want to act right after that. You'll be changed. It'll change you. It'll change you. How you know? Because I know. I was that person. I thought I could live any which way. You would ask me, I would have told you I was saved. Oh, I'm saved. I had no peace. I had nothing. Man, I had no hope in my life. I had no love in my life. I didn't know what love was before I got saved. But if some of our lives begin and end 
on these church pews. Never sit here like a bump on the log, get fed all this good food here, and never even share the food with other people. Never even break bread with nobody else. What are we going to do in 2024? Are we going to break bread? Are we going to share it with our families? We're going to get, hey, it's, <laughs> it says in Proverbs 28, 1, it says, no, 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 it says in, uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. It says in Proverbs 11:30, the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and he that winneth souls is wise. He that winneth souls is wise. What are we going to do? Are we going to be wise? Are we going to break bread? Are we going to get fed all this food and break bread with everybody else? That's what we need to do. <clears throat> We never actually experienced the Spirit of God outside these doors. You've never had church outside of church. You've never just got, got, to, got to witnessing to somebody or, got, or found a brother and got to talking about the Word of God and just get, feel God all over, get them God bumps. It says, with two or more gathered in my name, I am in the midst. Hey, man, you ain't never had church outside these walls. You better try it out sometime. 2024 is your year. If you done washed away 2023, it's over with. We're forgetting those things which are behind us. Let's focus on those things which are ahead. God's got something planned this year for you. I'm telling you right now. He's got something for you. Listen. The love of God is not truly. <coughs> the love of God. If, you, if you've never experienced these, uh, God outside these doors, I say the love of God is not truly in us. We love the idea of God but not the word of God, which is sharper than any two-edged sword that can correct your life, guide your life, and keep you from the evil one. We got a form and a fashion, but we deny the power of God. Yeah, I like this idea of God that blesses me and gives me what I want and keeps me safe. I don't like the idea of God when he corrects me and chastens me. I don't like the God that points, puts his finger right here on my sin. I don't like the God that I got to pray to and say, Lord, point out my sins. And when you do, Lord, help me to get them out of my life. Help me to correct them. Sometimes it's hard to correct sins because you've been living. We was talking about the day, me and John, we was talking about the day. He said, man, I just, just by coming to this church, man, I, I've, 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 I've got rid of some things out of my life that I didn't even know was wrong. And he said, man, I said, ain't God bless you for it? And I'm talking about ways we lived our whole life thinking it was right. And you know how hard it is to pull it out your own hand? But don't hold on to it so tight that God's got to hurt you to pull it out. He's got he's to get them fingers right out. You hold on so tight and you're pulling the fingers out. Don't hold on so tight that God has to do that. Man, God put, some, put, some, put his fingers on some things. Ask him for his help to get it out of your life. Asking for his help for others to soften others' hearts around you that may be a part of what you got going on. That they need to get on board with you. He'll do it for you. I know he does it for me. God don't need us to do his work, but he has chosen us and established us <coughs> for a work. Our light could shine and win souls if we would just let go of our pride, but we let the devil put that spirit of fear in us. And let me tell you this, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. That fear is from the devil. That pride is from the devil. I'm telling you, 
In Proverbs 28, 1, it says, The wicked flee when no man pursueth, but the righteous are as bold as lion. Yeah, you're right. You should be bold. I've been praying for these children to get bold. I'm telling you, I, when I pray for, for, our, for our church and I pray for the children that are in our church, I pray God, God will put callings and convictions in their hearts. God will make them bold. God will put a work in them. He'll, put a, he'll, 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 he'll get them up here. Because it, it's not easy. I know they're nervous. I know their little hands are getting sweaty. I know they're, they're shaky. Because hey, it's, not, it's not easy for us to get up here. It's grown, grown men and women to get up here. I'm telling you, I pray God makes them bold. I pray God makes you bold in 2024 to break bread with your family members and your friends. That bread that you've been fed, that bread of life. I'm telling you, we can't live in fear like the world does and expect the blessings of God in, on our lives. It's time to get off the sidelines and be about our Father's business. It's time we set aside our worldly fears and witness for God. We got to put away the carnal man, pick up the word of God, and get prepared because the Bible, Bible says the end draweth nigh. And we got friends and family that need to be, get saved. You were, you were bought with a price and Jesus saved you that, many, that you may help get others saved. And I'm going to read this in uh. First <clears throat> Corinthians 2 6 through 16 it says Howbeit we speak wisdom among them that are perfect yet not wisdom of this world nor of the princes of this world that come to naught but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory which none of the princes of this world knew for had they known it they would not have crucified the Lord of glory but as it, is, as it is written, I have not seen, nor the ear heard, neither have they entered into the hearts of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. God's got a work plan for you in 2024. I'm telling you, forget what that's behind you. I don't know if you did everything you could in 2023. I don't know what you did back there. But God, you, the eye have not seen, nor the ear heard, nor have they entered into the hearts of man what God has prepared for them that love him. He's got a work prepared for you. He's got a field ready for, ready for plowing. It's hard ground, like he said. They'll fight you about that Bible, man. Man, he's right. They're so hard. They don't want to talk about the Bible. They want to argue about it. They want to know why it says this and why we got to do that. It's easy, man. Just tell them what God's done for you. I don't, know, I, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know how to argue with you about this, but I know that God loved me so much. He yeah, sent his son yeah. to die on the cross for me, and I know when he saved me, he changed my life yeah, forever. I said, because I wouldn't be talking to you like this if I, if I wasn't saved. We wouldn't be arguing right now if I wasn't saved, but I wouldn't know you right now. And I tell every one of them guys, if I work with them or whatever, I wouldn't be here without God. They know first thing when I, when I meet them, they know the first thing about me is, I'm not gonna live. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna talk like y'all. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna live like y'all. I don't. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't do none of that stuff. I'm. A, I'm as. I'm as straight edge as you can call it. What they call it. I'm as straight edge as you can call it. I'm not perfect by no means, but I try to live my life by the Bible, and I'm gonna try to do what's right. And hey, if you want to talk about it, we'll talk about it. And any opportunity that comes up, we gonna talk about it. Cause I know they're gonna try to throw their little stuff in there that they got. 
So I'm going to, hey, you want to talk about what you got going on? And I, you gonna, and I got to hear you. I'm gonna, you're going to hear exactly what I, it's my turn. It's my turn. It's my turn. God has a work prepared for us in 2024. <clears throat> in verse number 10 it says, But God hath revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. Let's dig deep in 2024. Don't scratch the surface. Man, don't die on these benches. Don't get so full and gluttony for the word that you ain't sharing it with everybody else. Break bread in 2024. Don't sit on, don't, don't do it. Man, search the scripture. See what God has for your life. I, I, nobody had to tell me. I, Brother Tracy wasn't the first one that told me don't put no marks on your Bible. I read that in my Bible. My daddy always told me that. But I also searched the scriptures. When I went to prison, I got saved in jail. Got saved in the hole. Still did two more years in prison after that. But when I went to prison, I didn't do the drugs that were all around me. I didn't lay down and get my tattoos anymore. Oh, I'm covered in them. But I didn't get no more. I didn't because I, I read the scriptures and God, God revealed these things to me not to do them anymore, not to live like the world anymore. And even, and even so, it's worldly. Everybody's flocking to it. Everybody's running to it. Man, don't go that way. I knew not to do that. I got, I got to prison. There was guys there that I knew. Hey, man, no. nope, 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 nope. No, man, I don't want to live that way anymore. God changed me, man. There's something inside me that's different this time. And guess what? They look, they look miserable. Man, they were miserable. And that's what that world would do to fill you up with every drug, every, 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 every pill, Every, and your alcohol and them tattoos and all that and it'll leave you dry and hanging and miserable and without any kind of peace because I've seen it I've watched it happen I'm telling you right now I know firsthand. I've seen some evil things out there in verse 11 for what man knoweth the things of a man save the spirit of man which is in him even so the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God now we have received not the spirit of the world but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God, <clears throat> which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. You know, to the world... Us wearing these suits in 2024. Us coming to church on watch night service. Us going to church on a Wednesday night, Sunday morning, Sunday night. A man told me one time, he called me and said, hey man, what do you got going on today? I said, well, I'm going going to church. He goes, well, tonight? I said, yeah. He goes, again? He called it it double dipping. I said, well, then I do that every Sunday then. I said, I guess I'm just diving in then. I said, because really I've been three times in Sunday school if you count that. I said, we double dip, we triple dipping today. <laughs> they, 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 they call it foolishness. They can't believe, I'm telling you, they really can't. If you really talk to some people out there, they cannot believe that, that, that you're in church as much as you are. 
you know, if I go for a job interview or anything like that, or talk to another company or something like that, that's the first thing I tell them. Very involved in my church. I want to make it Wednesday night, Sunday night, Sunday morning. I got uh, revivals that I like to make it to uh, three times a year. I can set you up on your calendar and let you know when these are going to be so that you can work around them and make it where it will work with both of us. Those are those things that I do. And those are the things that I demand. If you can't make it work, we don't need to talk right now then. I'll see you later. I got companies that will. I got the company I work for now that will. But, you know, just to entertain these thoughts and things like that, those are the first things I say. You know, I got meetings that come up, and uh, there's one meeting that I like to go to in January. I will be taking off of that. If you can't accommodate that, then just let me know. <laughs> it's foolishness to them. Let, let's get away from that. Let, let me read this number two. It says, I have fed you with milk and not with meat, for hitherto you were not able to bear it. Neither yet now are you able. Let's, let's get away from that. Let's, let's get away from milk. You, you got to, well, let's get away from our, from, from teething. <laughs> let's start eating some meat. Let's, let's get off these benches. Let's, let's not die here in this church. You say you ain't getting fed here because you ain't putting something back in. Let's get some skin in the game. Man, if you're building something with your own hands, you ain't going to want to destroy it. You ain't going to walk away from it. Let's build on some things in 2024. Let's get, let's get away from the milk and let's start eating some meat. Let's see, let, learn what the Word says. Just read your Bible a little bit. Man, you ain't got to be a scholar to go out and tell somebody that John 3, 16. You ain't got to be a scholar to go out and tell what God's done for you. God's what God's done for you. Pastor, tell them what God's done. Hey, there's a guy in church, man. He, got, he was in prison this long, blah, 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 blah. You ain't, got, you ain't got to be a scholar to tell them that. I don't know much about this word, but I do know this. Paul said the same thing. He said, I don't know much. He said, but I know that he changed me. He changed me in an instant. I know that. I know he'll change you. He's still got the same power, like Brother Troy says. He's still got the same power. His power is not ended in 2044. He ain't put the period on there or the exclamation mark yet. It's still going. He ain't done yet, is Brother Tiny. He ain't done yet. That ground's hard, though. Oh, it's hard. It is. They got so much stuff going on out there now that they just cloud their minds. Man, if that devil, if he can just get you blinded, he ain't got to worry about you. Especially with them kids, too. But let's start eating meat in 2024. Hey, I have not seen, nor the ear heard, nor, nor have it entered into the hearts of man what God has prepared for them that love him. He got something prepared for you in 2024. Hey, man, it's on you to get the blessings that he has for you. I'm the only one that holds back my blessings. Y'all can't take, y'all can't, y'all can't do nothing to hold back my blessings. I'm the man that's in charge of those. And God desires that, as if, just like we desire to bless our children. But it depends on you, how much, how much, how much you put in. How much are you going to put in this year? You're going to come in that door, sit down, and that's it? Go out them doors and take that bread with you. And just keep it, keep it tucked away. Are you going to break bread in 2024? Are you going to share bread? Are you going to try to, he that went of souls is wise. Are we, what are we going to do? What are we going to do with what God gave us? What are you going to do? Are you going to hide it? No, let's not hide it. Let's let our light shine in 2024. Let's, let's, get some, let's, get these, let's get these benches filled up. We'll see you. I challenge you. That's a challenge, right, Davin? 
challenge you to get some, get some people in here, man. I, I like to trick people into here. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'll get them in here. And next thing you know, the Holy Ghost will yoke them up, and they don't want to go nowhere. That's what I like to do. Oh, yeah, come on, come on down here. Come on down here. Come on. Hey, I'll tell them all. Come on down here. What are you going to do with it? Don't sit on this bench. Don't die here. Don't do it. <clears throat> You're dying inside. That means you ain't living out there. You're going to have to share something. You're going to have to let some of that out. You got, you're so filled up with that bread, yeah. You ain't let none of it out. <laughs> you ain't gave none out. You're dying inside. Let's, let, let's do it in 2024. Let's make, it, let's make it our year. Let's fill these pews up. Let's get some people in here. Let's, let's witness for God. We owe it to him. He only died for us. He only saved you. He only changed your life. It's only by the grace of God that you're here. It's only by the grace of God you're in your right mind. Man, can you, you can look around you. If you go to the streets of Atlanta, you can see, well, why didn't God let me end up like that? Why did he didn't? I don't know, but by his grace of God. Nothing I did, but his grace. He chose me to be like that. Because I'm telling you, I was crazy. I was a wild man. I should be dead. I should be in prison the rest of my life. But he chose to change my life. Chose by his grace, man. Thank God for his grace and his mercy. Man. Let's do it in 2024. Let's get it in here. Let's get these people saved, man. Let's plow that hard ground in 2024. Enjoyed tonight. Good to see Brother Frank. Me and Brother Frank go way back. Brother Frank's one of them where, you know, the Bible says two or more together. together. It usually takes two. Well, Brother Frank, all he needs is one more. He's like that ember. All he needs is a little wind. That fire catch up and get going. <clears throat> We're going to be in uh, Second Peter. Chapter number three. Second Peter, chapter number three. <clears throat> While y'all turning there, it, with it being the, I told y'all a lot of times about the old preacher man that I used to go to church with. He'd say, "This is the last time we can worship the Lord this way." And, and that this puts it into perspective as a watch night service. There's not going to be any more Sunday services or Wednesday services in the year. So this is the last time we can worship the Lord in 2023. It says, verse number one, this second epistle, beloved, I now write unto you, in both which I stir up your pure minds by the way of remembrance that you be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets and the commandment of us, the apostles of the Lord and Savior. <clears throat> so here it is, as I was studying and, and seeing what the Lord would have us to preach tonight, uh, we, we know what's out there. We, 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 can, uh, we, we see the news, we turn on the TV, we... We know what's going on. The, the world's in chaos. 
And, and it just amazes me how God takes a group of men that we don't even really talk to each other other than high and stuff, but especially about our studying and seeking his face, how he takes them and he just lays them down like dominoes. Just puts them right in order, right the way he wants to. Uh, it just amazes me how God does that. But, but the theme on, on, on the tonight's theme, uh, we're, we're, we're headed into a, a wicked world. We're headed into a wicked world. Now, I, I'm not a, I say this a lot, especially here lately, and I just do what the Lord puts on out of my heart. Um, I'm not a computer guy. But I see a lot of things just when I turn my computer on in the mornings. Bing comes up now. Every morning, Bing comes up with this AI, this artificial intelligence thing. And the caption said, if you can think it, we can create it. If you can think it, that AI can create it. Think about that. Think, that takes me back. That takes me back to Genesis, when when man's heart was continually evil. Think about our imaginations. What could run wild with that? What power we could? The demons that's going to crawl up out of hell to attract you. Brother Davin talks about he gets weak and he gets tired. Us men talk about we get weak, we get tired. Think about these attractions, these, these things that can come up, and, and you can do it alone. Your family's not there. Your wife's not there. Let me see what this would look like. Poof, and it just starts. It, it shows you an example. I, I, I guess it's called code. It shows you an example how it's just spitting it out quicker than you can read it. And then an image pops up. And it put an image up, and it's a mountainistic scene with, with snow on the peak tops. And oh, it's pretty. Then it says, This is a free thing. Your, your information on your computer is still private, but you got to agree to these terms and conditions. Satan's always got something, at the, the fine print at the end of the line that he don't want you to see. He wants to trap you with the visions of what you really want, what this flesh wants. It wants to trap you with that. That's what's coming down the pipe. Uh, we're old. Us, us old ones, it, it ain't going to get us. We're too old. We, we, don't even like our, we don't even like putting a card in a slot and slotting it out. We can't even get gas without getting mad. So it ain't going to affect us, but these little ones, you can go anywhere Anytime, well, how, how are they going to do it? How are they going to do it? I, 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 pre I preach that a lot. That ain't a cell phone, that's a computer. That can take you to the World Wide Web, the dark places, the internet, the web, the net. It's just there to trap you. But I'm here tonight, and the writer's here tonight, telling us, hey, he wants to stir up our pure minds. Our pure minds. David, he wants to stir up your pure minds, son. You've been talking about it. Boy, you, the Lord's hands on you. You, you. you telling everybody about it. Hey, I was lost. Hey, I was on my way to hell, but I'm saved now. Hey, that, that, that's that pure mind. That's that pure thought. Don't, don't get caught up in today's world. We're in the last days. 
We are in the last days. Don't get caught up in that. There, there's some troubling times coming. There's economics. We're on the brink of a collapse. And they're trying to make it look good because the stock market right now is doing good. God's just sitting there laughing at that calamity. Just laughing at it. And we're just looking at it, watching it. Gas prices high. They're, they're, they're saying wrong's right and right's wrong. And, and that's what we got to deal with. That's what's coming up. That's, that's what's going to be coming down the church's way. And, and the brothers done told you here tonight, hey, we, we, we're doing good. We're running well. Hey, but don't get tired. Don't get weak. Don't give up. Because there's some troubling times that's coming. And we've already seen from COVID on, we already seen that great falling away. And, and, and the devil's still wanting more to fall away. Hey, and I pray God, I, I ain't bragging on me, I'm bragging on God. By the will of God, I'm still here. I'm like Brother Davin, I get weak at times. I get tired at times. Sometimes I have a pity party. Yeah, I know, I don't call you, I like having my own pity party. I have pity parties. Well, I'm the only one doing this. I'm the only one doing that. Why ain't the church doing this? Why do we always have to do this? I'm just going on just Baptist. I'm just going on. You ever done that? You ever been there? Preach. <laughs> going to pray all night? What is the preacher thing? Wanting me to get up in the middle of the night and come down there and pray for an hour? I can't even pray 15 minutes? That's been the best thing this year in 2023 for me. The best thing that's happened to me in 2023 is praying my slot in that all-night prayer. And, and, and that's going to grow. We're going to see results from that. And, and it's going to get opened up to more. And I, I, I challenge any one of you, if a time slot comes up, even when the women, if it opens up to the women during the daytime hours, we don't want no women down here at night, I challenge you. I promise you, if you will put your heart into it, God will answer and, and give you things that you wouldn't, you wouldn't believe. But I want to stir up your, your pure minds. I want you to remember who you was before you got saved. I want you to remember where you was headed. I want you to remember what, what lifestyle you lived out there in. How hard and how unpeaceful it was. How miserable it was. How, yeah, I was the life of the party. But when I was at home, I'm crying in my bed. I, I'm tired. I don't want to do this no more. And, and you, you can't have more money. You can't have more friends to fill this void that's in your life. Because there's no peace to that. There's no, there's no longevity in that. There's just sin. And it just brings on wickedness. He said in verse number 3, Knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days, scoffers walking after their own lust and saying, where's the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning, beginning of creation. I want to read that in year, verse number three again. Knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days. Who believes we're in the last days? Amen. Truly, do you believe that? We don't act like it. He, he said it tonight. He, he stepped all over Brother Tiny's toes back there. If, if, if we 
Calvary Baptist Church, 60 to 70. If we just got one, each of us, one bring one. We'd be six, we'd be 120 to 140. And if then we double them. And it ain't about the numbers, but what he's saying is it's about getting busy. They're not going to come seeking us. We got to go out into the highways and the hedges. We got to go to them on our workplace. We got to go to them in our schools. We got to go to them in y'all's Facebook. And I, and I just mean anywhere you got a connection of social people, that's your, that's your field. That's your mission field. Y'all got, got people that y'all touch that I'll never be able to touch and vice versa. But the fields are white to harvest. But we're in the last days. There shall come scoffers with an S. It's plural. There's many. They're scoffers now. And, and it won't be in a form where you'll, you'll see the scoffer. It'll be someone in your family or someone, he mentioned it already. Y'all going to church again? Can't you just miss one time? I got friends that go to other churches. Can't y'all just come worship with us one time? Nope. I sure can't. Not unless God called me over there to preach. But I'm not just going to go one night just to see what y'all doing over there because I'm playing it here. Not going to do it. Scoffers. They, I can't believe y'all act like that. I can't believe that y'all won't sit over there near the bar. No, I can't sit over there. I need to sit over here. And they don't understand it. You tell them you're a preacher and they still don't understand it. They laugh at you. They look at you. Like Brother Eric says, with, with seven heads, they look at you. What's wrong with you? Because I just, I can't. That's what's coming down the line. That's what's, that's, that's what we got to be careful. That's what we got to look towards. Brother Troy's message about, about when the devastation comes. And I don't remember exactly what all it says. It says, but God's in the temple. Yeah. <laughs> when the destruction comes, what do we need to do? Yeah. What do we need to do? Need to go to the temple. Right. Where's the temple? The church house. So when destruction's coming and it's coming to this world, why? Hey, wait a minute. Who raised their hands when they said it's the last day? What does that mean? Destruction's right on the doorstep. Destruction's just right on the way. Jesus is on his way back. He's just waiting on God to say, go get my children. That's how close we are. That's the last days. That's what you and I need to understand and get that down in our heart. Verse number five, for this they willingly... Or ignorant of? Are you ignorant? I, I didn't call you ignorant. Didn't call myself ignorant. For this they willingly are ignorant of, that by the word of God, the heavens were of old, the earth standing out of the water and in the water, whereby the world that then was being overflowed with water perished, but the heavens and the earth, which are now, listen, that was then, this is now, 
by the same word are kept in store, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. This is what they're ignorant of. This is what, this is what. And we shouldn't be ignorant about it. We know we're in the last days. We know that that, that days are coming, that destruction's coming. We know that the fields are white harvest, but the laborers are few. Calvary Baptist Church, if you're a member of Calvary Baptist Church, you should be a laborer. Come, Mr. Tallyman, Tallyman Bananas. You're a laborer. Bring them in. Get them in. It's going to be hard to get them into church. But you know what you do when we have the family and friends? When we have three revivals a year? When we have vacation Bible school? You got to let them. Do you remember when you was lost and somebody invited you to church? Man, the church will fall down if I come to church. No, it won't. People will look at me funny and talk about me. No, they won't. But they don't know that. So what you got to do, you got to just, just ease them in. Invite them in. We're, 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 we're vacation Bible school. Whoever brings the most. That's how you do it. You can do it when we have a, a, a prize for who can bring the most. Why can't we do that every Sunday? We got ample opportunity to do that. It says, verse number 8, But beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years is one day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise. Listen to this now. As some men count slackness, but as long-suffering, thank you, Lord, to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all, how many, should come to repentance. God's not slack. God's not sitting there just, well, I'm just going to let it go. He'll give you space. He'll give you space. But the same one that created this earth is the same one that's storing this earth now until the day of judgment is going to be burned up with a fervent heat. <clears throat> but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise and the elements shall melt with a fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of person ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness, looking for and hastening to and the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. That's what's coming. That's what we can't be ignorant of. That's what we got to keep a pure heart stirred up about. We was once lost. We, 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 we should know what we receive. We should know what we have. We should know what God's going to do. We, we should have some, 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 some reverence and some fear and some, and I'm looking for a word, but, but go forward that we know that it could be today. It could be tomorrow. 
that, 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 that he's going to come back and, and that, that fire is going to, it's going to dissolve everything. You can forget global warming. Yeah, there's a global warming coming. It's going to burn this place up. It's going to melt. Things are just going to melt. We used to go camping a lot. Now, you can throw a penny in a hot, cold fire and it'll, it'll burn up like that. You throw that nickel and that, that quarter in there and it won't burn up. Especially that nickel. Hard. But it's going to melt like it ain't even there. Just like that copper penny that just, just goes away. It's going to melt. It's going to be gone. This building, those trees, those buildings in, in the big cities, just, just like them towers that drop, it's just going to, it's just going to melt. He ain't going to start it here and wait on it to catch up. It's coming with him. It's a fire. It's going to be burning. And then that's going to be the last day. That's going to be the last time. And, and I promise you, there's enough of us in here, we're going to know somebody. We're going to be kin to them, know them by associations or somehow. Y'all believe that? Raise your hand. You're going to know somebody if they're here and that time has come that you'll know somebody or know somebody that knows somebody. Get everybody you know ready. Get your house in order. Let's do more for the Lord in 2024. More for the Lord, not less. And not, and not, not in a form and a fashion, but really desire to get the lost to the Lord. Really desire. Take it upon our heart. Take it upon our heart the way the pastor, how he's got the call of God on his life. Tell somebody, tell everybody. The, 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 the Israelites, they flourished when Egypt was in the biggest drought they've ever seen. Chaos was everywhere. God took care of his. Took them, took them out from over here, put them over here where they shouldn't have been, but took them over here to take care of them. Joseph, his brothers treated him. God was in the middle of that. That's a, that's a foreshadow of Jesus Christ. That's a foreshadow, letting you see that he is that protection. He is that Savior. He is that one that can take care of your need. It's been preached here all night long. We need to get serious about it. More for the Lord in 2024. Going to be in um, Ephesians chapter 2, very familiar scripture. <clears throat> Verse 1 says, And you have, and you have he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sin, 
where in, time, in times past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the prince of the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all have our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and where we're by nature the children of wrath even as others. But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sin, hath quickened us together with Christ by grace you were saved, and hath raised up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages of to come he might show the exceedingly riches of his grace and his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. For by grace we, you are saved through faith and not by of yourself. It is a gift of God, a gift of God, y'all. Not of works, lest any man should boast. For we, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus to good, good work which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. You know, in times past, on tonight, you would find me out there doing ungodly things, hanging out in ungodly places, uh, hanging out with ungodly people. On, Thank God, back 20-something years ago, God put me in the church where I belong, in the church serving the Lord, that I don't do stuff in the old past. I do stuff that God wants me to do. I walk and try to do, walk straight and narrow away. God put me in a good church, a good family. God put me right where I needed to be. When trouble time came my way, God kept me where I needed to be. He, the devil tried to put me out them doors. God put me right back on in. And and I mean, Bill talked a while ago about about what we used to do in the past, where we do, where we used to go in the past. The past is the past. It's gone and done with. Now we're in the future. Now we're in today. Tomorrow is 2024. Today's 2023. Right now, the time is the time. Right now. Time, the time right now is more important than anything to, to you, to me, to us. Because we make sure that we all are saved, on the right track, doing for the Lord, living for the Lord. Davin, you couldn't pay me to be your age one more time. Because what you're going to see in this world, I'll never see. But what, what I used to see, you'll never see. The world we used to live in, not lock the doors. This church one time used to not be locked. Now we have to lock them doors, keep, keep the world coming in here, destroying what we have here. We want to invite them in, yes. We want to invite them in when the, when the, Lord's, when the Lord's in the way. You know, we have people coming here before trying to steal stuff from us. You know, back, back in our day, people have respect for churches. People have respect for God. People have respect for God's people. But this world we're living today, that door out there, you open that door, look at the door, you, like George was going, you get scared of going that sometimes. I get scared of going to Walmart sometimes. I, I'm safer in the jail than I am at Walmart. This world doesn't care about you. Never has, never will. Doesn't care about Christians. Definitely about Christians. Never has, never will. All it cares about is itself. But we as Christians need to care about the world. Like I said, we're going to invite them. Be a light to them. I work at a school, y'all, and little kids, you would not believe what they talk about, what they share about their mama and their daddy. I had a little girl, third grader, asked me, would I be her daddy? Her daddy's in jail, been in jail for a long time. Will you be my daddy? My daddy is not home no more. 
broke my heart. But that's the world that we, we live in. Parents ain't being parents. Parents don't, don't all they care about themselves. They have to keep that thumb to the throw them off to the side. Don't worry about the soul. Don't bring them to church. Be surprised the kids that, that, work, that, that, that don't know Jesus Christ is and never been in church before. That's my job, your job, to share what we've been taught, what we learned, that we have prayed for and learned from, from God and, be, and read our Bible and share the, what we know about God. And one way of doing that is let the light shine in that dark world out there. Every time you walk into a room and, and, and you, you looked at you made fun of. Just while ago, you know, we, we were in church on, on New Year's Eve. When the world's out there doing ungodly things, we're in church on New Year's Eve in 2023. What are we doing? We're here to serve the Lord. What are we doing? We're listening to the Lord. What are we doing? We're getting what we need to, to go out in that world and face that world out there. Because some of the things that we have to face out there, how in the world do you do it without God? How in the world do you, I, I can't imagine. Some things that I've been through, how did I do it without God? I couldn't have done it. I wouldn't be here today. Some of y'all wouldn't be here today if God hadn't been in your life. But God has kept me, kept me, kept me right where I need to be. He's kept some of y'all right where you need to be. Yeah, we lost a few here and there. We pray for them. We let a light shine. But we can't let, let, let them deter us from to keep holding our posts down and, and make sure that we're on the right side of the track, not on, on, on the flesh side, but on the spirit side. If the flesh wants to do what the flesh wants to do, we've got to pull that spirit and make it stronger. Let, 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 that, let spirit lead us and guide us. The flesh wants to do it. You know, in the morning time, I have to make myself get out of bed, make myself get in the shower, make myself get dressed, make myself. Some months later, I'll do nothing. That's why I have to work because if I, you know, I retired one time, but I went home and sat down, I didn't want to do nothing. I went back to work so I could stay busy. I could stay in church, stay busy. You hear me? I tell you in church, if I went out in that world and I gave up on God, I'd be doing ungodly things. That's why I stay in church, stay busy with God. That's why I sit in the front bench, stay busy with God. Get back there and I get distracted by combing my hair, messing around, I get distracted. That's why I sit in the front bench. He can spit all over me, I don't care. That's where I need to be. So I can focus, focus on the Word of God. Some, some, some people have drifted back. And back, so they ain't got to focus no more. Focus on themselves. Well, you know, I'm, I'm tired of him spitting on me. I'm tired of him sitting on my toes. I'm, I'm tired of not being able to see who's here when I'm not, when I'm not looking, looking around. I don't care who's here. I mean, I love every one of y'all. But I want to make sure I'm where I need to be. So I can stay focused on the Lord and not be on the wrong side of the tracks. Be on that flesh side, but be on the spirit side. Filled with the Holy Ghost. Brother Frank.